Let's move on. First John 4, 16, please. It says, we have known and believed the love God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love, does what? Abides in God, and God where? In him. He, he dwells in God. See? He makes God his home. Amplified version, please. He says, oh boy. He says, let me start from the beginning. Says, and we know, understand, recognize, and are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, are dead to, and put faith and rely on the love that God cherishes for us. God is love. He who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. This is where one of the scriptures God used to tell me about how to carry the rich presence of God. It's about walking in love. You want to carry the rich presence of God? You've got to be walking in love. You forgive. You even look like a fool. Keep on walking in love. And the power of God will be increasing. The power of God will be increasing. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Praise God forever. Okay. Now look at 1 John 2, 9 to 11. 1 John 2, 9 to 11. It says, he who says he's in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. You see, when, you, when, you, when you're living in hatred, you are under demonic oppression. The devil will oppress you. In fact, most people that are oppressed of devils, check their lives. They have not forgiven someone. They still wish somebody evil. Say, let, let him die. I'm, saying, I'm the one who said, let him, let him die. You are, the one, you are dying yourself because you are in darkness until now. The devil rules over darkness. And if you're in darkness, the devil will rule your life. He'll rule your marriage. He'll rule your children. He'll rule your job. Say, no, no, what did that man do me? We can die. I'm just saying, we can die. Look at your life. I have personally, when I mean me, my life, my own life, is a sweet life. The natural challenges you already have in life is human beings that are in your life. But it's a beautiful life. I hear from God. I walk with God. What a place to be. He reveals things to me. In his mercy, one day he showed me the creation. What a beautiful place to be. It's a privilege. You walk in love. Verse 10. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there's no occasion for stumbling in him. That guy won't fall. You see it? So when you share with me something big God is doing in another ministry, I will tell you, I will celebrate with them. Oh, this church is, oh, praise God. This church bought this. Praise God. This church, praise God. He says, that guy won't fall. Watch him, he won't fall. Verse 11. He says, but he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going. Why? He cannot receive direction at this point because the darkness has blinded his eyes. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. But when, when God gives the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, now what's happened? The spirit of God is not flowing in his life. He's not cooperating. Hatred. That woman, I go show him. The man is talking, says, I will show that woman. I will, sh I will show that woman. The devil says, two of us are on the same side. See your face ugly like his own. So, so she, sure, sure. So I will show, make my husband come back. Now go, I will cook pepper soup. You know like pepper. I go put pepper for that food. You know go feature for this. Make him come. And the man comes and says, says, sweetheart is here. Yeah. It's, we put plenty of meat. So, ah, 
pepper. I said, no mistake. He said, ah, it's with pepper. I said, yes. We can marry. Yeah. See, this thing, the pepper says, sorry, sweetheart, sorry. You're not rubbing. The darkness has blinded your eyes. So I don't know. God is not saying anything about this. You won't hear. The darkness has blinded your eyes. See, nothing tests your love like marriage. Marriage is the best place to know that you're a loving person. It's the best place. You say, I'm a very loving man. I'm a very loving woman. No problem. No problem. Get married. Married by my right? You're not answering. Married by my right? This young girl, I need to get married. I need, to, I need a man. I need a, I need a man in my life. I need a man. And get married. You just say, what happened? Can you just imagine what my husband did? You always say, boy. <laughs> Hallelujah. But marriage is fun up, you know that. It will mature you, your love walk. It will mature you. If you're not married, you, you don't know what love is yet. He's just, he's dating you, takes you to pepperoni, you know, opens the door for you, says, oh, Jesus. Oh. You come out and says, what do you want? You know, he always wants to be calling you every time. He has married you. He will travel, he will never call you. You know, say, sweetheart, what is happening now? Welcome to the club. <laughs> See, you mean you don't love me again? You must and that's why I'm going to work. At least you make time for me. If I make time for you, I will eat. Oh, oh. Mommy, yes. Is that how marriage is? I told my husband to just make time. He's so busy. Walk and walk and walk. He will even bring work home. Is that? <laughs> so, then your mother will say, my, my daughter, please endure. <laughs> Because some of you are in fairy tale world. Say, we just marry me. We wake up in the morning. He'll bring you breakfast in bed every morning. Forget he walks in shell. They go to work 6 30. See, he'll bring every morning, he'll bring breakfast in bed. He's so nice. I just, I just can't wait to move in with him. He sees you when he has clothes. You forget. He sees you only on Saturday. You forget. Now you marry him. 6 30 in the morning has gone out. And if it's a serious walk, he will come home late. Just wait up. We don't have time for ourselves. It's the work. I'm so busy, you know. I'm so busy. <laughs> Let's run so we can close. So, young ladies, just wanted to, I don't want to give you fantasia story. Let me just give you a real story. Be kissing you anyhow, kissing you, kissing you, kissing you. Now he's married you, they do not kiss your mouth. See, honey, kiss for the job. I kiss for you, go out and kiss. Oh, yeah. Say, is that how you kiss? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a hurry, hurry. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Praise God. But you can have a great marriage, all right? You, you can have a great marriage. It's a choice. It's a choice. And Hagen and his wife, whenever they're eating, after praying for the food, then they'll kiss and they'll eat. It's a beautiful one. See, that's a good marriage. 
If you're a married man, learn to kiss your wife often. All right? It's very, very good. All right? It's good. It's healthy. For her. Praise God. Those of you children, wait until you get married, all right? Don't start kissing now. It's the truth. Don't start kissing a mouth that somebody will be kissing tomorrow. Don't do that. Wait until you're married. You're turning your face away. Wait until you're married. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Corinthians 12, verse 31. I got three to go and we'll... It says, but NSA designed the best gifts, yet I'll show you a more excellent way. That's the loving way. It begins in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, talks about love. But go to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, quickly. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Notice, the man who pursues love will actually what? Flow in spiritual gifts a lot more. You see that? Let me share something with you very quickly. Sometimes you can be in a service, and as you're ministering, someone's face will just light up to you. And as if their face lights up to you, you feel this compassion for them. And in that compassion, you get a word of knowledge for them. It's just you're preaching. It could be a man or a woman. Just when they have this strong compassion. And you call the person now. Excuse me, please come Spirit of God tells me this about you. Why? Because God is actually giving them a word of knowledge out of love. But if, you, if you're someone that doesn't love people, you just want the gifts, you want to, uh, pass, I want to flow, not a word of knowledge. You will, be, you, will, you will hear from demons sometimes, you hear from God sometimes. Why? Because you just want a gift. But you want to flow in the purity of the gift. Love. Out of that love, he will show you things about people. Eight, fasting and prayers. Fasting and prayers will help you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. In Acts, I think, 1 to 4, they were all praying, and the Bible says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, see, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, see, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me, Barnabas and so for the work to which I have called them. You see, fasting positions you in destiny. And that's why from time to time, fast, we fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Be a part of it. See, I was in Worry one time, I traveled to Worry and uh, took a break. And on a Friday, I was fasting, the church usual fast. And the Lord spoke to me about equip. And he said, equip is my meeting, I will come in pass. I was talking to me, I was writing. Why? I was fasting. See, if you want to stay in tune with your destiny, be someone who fasts and prays. So Wednesday and Friday, you can be fasting. It will help you. In Luke 4, from verse 4 to 14, Jesus was fasting. He was fasting. He was fasting. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when it got to the, the point when the fast was over, in verse 14, the Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit. He returned in the power of the Spirit. And news of him went throughout all the surrounding region. You want breakthrough in your business? Be someone who fasts. Make time to fast and pray. Matthew 4 verse 11, when the devil was through with him, tempting him, look at what happened. Matthew 4 11. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. 
See, because fasting facilitates angelic ministry. If you study your Bible, when people fast, there's all the angels always moving. You want angels moving in your life, then you got to be someone who fasts. And don't forget, angels are, the, are agents of prosperity. See, angels are agents of prosperity. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, the Lord just told me something about someone. I just looked at someone else. The Lord said, I should tell this to her, and you know yourself. He says, don't worry about children. He will give you children. See, the person knows who I'm talking to. See, I just looked at the person. Hallelujah. Are you learning something today? So fasting and prayer. Say something, fasting and prayer. Very, very important. Mark 2, 18 to 22, very quickly. We'll take the last two and we are done. I'm so grateful we finished this series. So just, let's just finish this one. It says, disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, why do disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Verse 19. And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. No, as far as Jesus is here, they won't fast. Verse 20. It says, but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. That means when he's gone to heaven. Then they will fast in those days. And I showed you by research that the early church fasted on Wednesdays and Fridays. That's why as a church, we fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. So get on the bandwagon and let's fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Would you be a part of that? Okay. Next verse, verse 21. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth. On an old garment. It says you don't patch an old cloth with a new garment. Um, an old, uh, yeah, with a, with a new, um, you don't patch an old cloth with a new cloth. An old garment with a new cloth, rather. It says, or else the new piece pulls away from the old and the tear is made worse. You see that? So God says the way we change our seasons is through fasting. If you find that you're not flowing spiritually the way you should flow, make out some fast on your own Monday, Tuesday. You could take a whole week, you could take three days and just change your season. How can you just be in one point? You, you no increase, no change in your life. Just stay like that. 22, please. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else the new wine busts the wineskins and the wine is spilled. And it says, watch this. No one puts new wine into what? Old wineskins. We, we are like the wineskins. Your spirit, the Holy Spirit is like wine. It says, it says no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Old wineskins also represent structures. It keeps the wine. Then he says, or else the new wine busts the wineskins, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must. People need a new skin. That's why most of the time when God wants to do a new thing in your life, he will lead you to fast. And during that fasting time, he will tell you things you need to adjust. Why? Because this anointing requires new attitudes. See, this anointing requires new attitudes. But some of you, you won't want to fast. You just had this urge to fast. And you want to say, no, I cannot fast. It's planting an egg. You missed your season. And some seasons take 10 years. That's how people suffer. It's the truth. That's why people suffer. Some seasons take 10 years. Some seasons take 5 years. Some seasons takes, takes 20 years. Some seasons take 40 years. There are seasons of a lifetime that takes 50 years. Some seasons take 70 years. These are the cycles of God. So just think of missing a 40-year season. What happened to you? You find out, uh, now, maybe you, 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 you are 17, before that season comes, when you are 57. People are just careless. 
When I meet with people, they look at me and they, you, you, look like, very, you look like a very young man, but it's like you're, you're old. I saw someone say, you're in your early 50s. I said, no, I'm not in my early 50s. He said, you're not? I said, no. I'm 41. So I know you're a man of God. I know you cannot lie. That's why I believe you. Because the soundness of mind. Why? I've entered my season at time. But time, but time. I've entered my season but time. Some people don't enter their season at their time. They don't fast. Because of food. Food is what kept us Adam and Eve in the problem that they're in. Food. And you want to continue that kind of problem again. Food is killing you again. So I know, I know, I know if you fast to, to 12 steps and no feet because go to shop. Shop now, shop. You fast. The belly will go down. The, the stomach that you have, what has it done for you? See, the belly will go down. No sin anything yet. Nonsense. When I come and be disturbing me, I should pray for your apostle. Pray the way my life be. You fast it. See, I told you, I can never have a big stomach. Never. I don't want to miss my season. I had an urgency to pray. To pray. Solid to pray. And I went to pray. I was supposed to be on radio that day. And I told my wife, please, go on, go on, go, go on and help me. And I prayed to 2.04. The Lord said, stop tightening here. Start tightening there. And I went to the place. And I said, this is what God said. That I should start tightening here. This is, the man looked at me and said, God has changed your season. And many of you are still in the same place. Because you're not fast and pray. Fasting and prayer. When, when Peter was going to take the gospel to the Gentiles. What happened? And Ananias was fasting, an angel appeared to him by 3 o'clock. Peter was fasting, an angel, uh, the Lord showed me a vision by 12 o'clock. Fasting and prayer. When God wants to change a season, whether for a nation, whether for an individual, for a family, they will fast. So if God is telling you, your family to fast, fast! Because it means your season wants to change. And if you miss it, it may take 10 years, it may take 20 years, depending on the season. If it's 5 years, it's 5 years later. If it's one year, if it's six months, six months. If it's one month, season, you will not miss your season anymore. Amen. Amen. With fasting and prayer. Verse nine. Generosity. Quickly, generosity. Luke sixteen nine to twelve. Luke sixteen nine to twelve. You see. Let me just read this. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous man, that when you fail, they may receive into an everlasting home. In other words, he's talking about using your money to win souls. Using your money. Get your money into, into soul winning. Next verse. I'll show you, share something with you about Kenny Hagen. He who is faithful now is least, is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in what, in what is least, is unjust also in much. Now, money is the least anointing is the much. Let me share something with you. Quickly. Kennedy Hagen, a minister came to preach in his church. And um, the minister, in fact, the minister just came, he had been, the, things were tough for the minister, so he allowed him to preach in the church. So when the minister was ministering, the Lord told him to give the minister his one-week salary. That's Kennedy Hagen's one-week salary. So the devil was talking to him and said, if you give me a one-week salary, how will your family survive? And he said, if devil, if you talk, I'm going to give, give him a two-week salary. The devil said, no, no, just give me one. One is enough. 
So, yeah, because the devil doesn't like giving. I want you to follow me closely. So, he, he gave the one week salary. So, finally, one day, one of their members was paralyzed. And he prayed for her, and the woman was raised from paralysis. And the Lord told him, if you didn't give that money then, I wouldn't have trusted you with this anointing now. The reason many of you don't see anointing in your life, you are very selfish. The Holy Spirit does not work with selfish people. Meet any, any of our leaders functioning in the grace of this commission. They are givers. Meet any pastor that has revelation and has anointing and has crowd is a giver. No, find out. From America to Nigeria to Joel Austin. If the minister has a crowd, find out is a giver. Many of you here don't tight. You tight when it's convenient. See? So long as that generosity thing is out of place, you will find out that there are certain flow of the spirit you will not see. That's why if you even look at some of these ministries, not that they are buying the anointing. You see someone like, um, I won't call the name of the ministry. He traveled to America and emptied the account of their ministry and went to Benny Hinn's meeting and sowed the seed. And Benny Hinn called him in the meeting, laid hands on him, laid hands on him, laid hands on him. He has a miraculous ministry in this country. Not the one in Lagos, so let me, so that you don't assume wrongly, but not the one in Lagos. He has a, in this country. Giving. So we are very, very selfish. The grace and apostles' life. I want because God wants to know, do you love money more than me? So he will tell you to give. That's why most of the time when you're fasting, God said, sow this seed. I know he's testing. Can I trust the person with heavy anointing? Because heavy anointing will bring heavy money. Because a man has a heavy anointing, money must come to him. See that? So that's why your anointing is very small. Because I will give you a word of knowledge where anywhere you enter, you're giving people a word of knowledge, a word of knowledge. They'll give you money. People will sow it. Wow, thank you for that word. Was so t- thank you. Ah, thank you. Okay, well, but now you say, so this is, say, ah, this is my 20K. I die with it. Say, okay, stay with it. I saw somebody strip and, and fold his hand tight. It's when a message gets you, fold your hand. It's psychology. Because mm, there are some monies that you should have given, you've not given. I know who I'm talking to. You should have given some money. You, 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 you kept the money. Everybody's eyes shining. Say, Apostle, close this part. No, I got to share it with you. I got to share it with you. Quickly, next verse, please. Bear with me, I'll soon be done. He says, therefore, you've not been faithful in your righteous mammon. Who will commit to your trust the true riches? So the money in your hand is a test. So every time God tells you to give something, he's testing you. You see that? That's how great ministers will tell you that when they find as though things are not flowing the way they should flow, they just take the, a heavy seed in their hand and take communion. And say, Lord, where should we sow it? And sow it. And the anointing steps up, the miracle steps up, the prosperity steps up. 
Some of your middle name is S. Selfish. S. If there's anybody to help me. Do you know the bill of this ministry? And we don't raise money the way they do in most places. Verse 12. And if you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you that which is your own? Let me say this to you. Another testimony. One Itabinum. God told her to give $10,000 to, to TBN. She refused to give it because the money was big. She kept the money for two weeks. So one Sunday, the Holy Spirit pressured her, she gave the money, the $10,000. That same Sunday afternoon, two weeks later, a man called her and said, the Lord told me to give you this studio. She was believing God for a studio. The Lord told me to give you this studio. I just felt the release now to give you. The release from the Spirit for the studio to be given came when she released what she was supposed to give TBN. Some of you, God has told you to give somebody money. You've refused it. So your own too is tied down. She shared it herself. Two weeks. Some of you, your money has been held down for two years. Some of you for five years. Because that seed God told you to sow, you say, Kai, I cannot carry that kind of money and sow. So God says, the big one too you are waiting for, who will now give you the type five million you are looking for? So you are in hardship. Why the other person you did not give to is also in hardship. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. When you give out, it all comes back to you. Hold your money. You've not suffered enough. My son, close your account. Satan, I bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not this time they say close account. That's a bad spirit. In this season, it's a bad spirit. I'm not apostle. It's apostle that used to go and, go and carry money and give like that. I'm not apostle. Do spirit. Go and talk to apostle. This, I'm not hearing the right. I'm hearing apostolic word. <laughs> Genesis 22, 1 to 18, quickly. I'm not reading 1 to 18, but look at from verse 15. Verse 15, quickly. Are you there? It says, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Next verse. And said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, because you've done this thing, and I've not withheld your son, your only son. Verse 17. It says, Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I multiply your descendants, are the sons of the heaven and the sand which are on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of your enemies. It says, Hey, this your giving has ended generational curses. It says, your, your descendants will possess the gates of your enemies. So what should have oppressed them? You've conquered now by your giving. You cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And some of you, your children are conquered by the enemies. It could be the enemies of addiction, the enemies of sin. The enemies of sickness, you sat down in your, your, your hospital, your child crying, your child was sick in the hospital, you were there in the hospital, the enemies are oppressing your children. But God told you, he told you clearly, you heard him clearly, give this 2,000 error. You say, Lord, I'll give you the next one. And notice, he doesn't remind you, he will not tell you again, because he will not give the next one. Now you're in the hospital spending 45,000 for a child's sickness. The enemies have conquered your child now. 
I'm teaching this because of somebody's rescue. It's not it's just you rush and close service, your members are suffering what they are suffering because they don't know what, what, why they are suffering what they are suffering. Then one prophet on the road will not see them and tell them I see darkness around you. Say, go and bring 50, and some of you bring the money. Go and bring 50,000 naira for your 50 years you've lived. You go and give him your 50,000 naira. And the problem does not go. Say to enjoy Nigerian's prosperity, bring independence money. Nigeria is 57 years old. Go and bring 57 years, 57,000 naira. So you can enjoy the prosperity of this nation. Some of you go and bring the money. The one God told you to bring, you will not bring. The man that you saw from nowhere just believes the prophet. The God you know in your spirit that's talking to you, you've known his voice since, you are denying him. The Bible said, because they will not believe a lie, he will send them a strong, they will not believe the truth. He said, because they will not believe the truth, they will send them a strong delusion that they may believe a lie. So because you've not believed the truth that God spoke to you, now a false prophet will come and prophesy, and that money will still come out of your hand. I'm looking at some of your faces because I'm seeing the money you're supposed to have given. I'm seeing it. Should I tell you how much? <laughs> so I said, don't tell me. I said, don't tell me the money. <laughs> okay, let me read this to you and we'll end this. In Acts 4, 32 to 37, they were giving lands. They were giving lands. And a particular man gave land. His name was Barnabas. Do you know that when they want to send someone to Antioch, who did they send? Barnabas. Who became an apostle? Barnabas. I'm not saying you buy positions and say, I'll be sowing heavily now, so the Holy Spirit will speak to the apostle, I'm a good person. You are a thief. You will not. You know. <laughs> All right, number 10, quickly, quickly. Let's praise and worship. Praise and worship. Acts 13, 1 to 4, you see that? During praise and worship. Now, those of you in second service now, you pay attention during praise and worship. During praise and worship, God speaks to people about their destinies. During, I got the destiny of this ministry during praise and worship on the 5th of April, 1996. It was during praise and worship. I was worshiping. The minister was worshiping. And the Lord said, preach the full message of this new life. Acts 520 NIV. God knows the version. And I opened the Acts 520 NIV. It was there. Praise and worship. Acts 16, 25 to 26. Acts 15, 25 to 26. You will see Paul and Silas. They sang and they prayed, singing hymns to God. Give it to me in the, new King, the, the old King James. Because New King James, it's actually the, the Alel or the Hilul, which is Psalm 113 to Psalm 118. They were actually singing Psalm 118, Psalm 113 to 118 in the Hebrew. That's what they were singing. As they were singing, then it says, and the prisoners heard them, verse 26. It says, watch this. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken. See, some of you are going through spiritual problems. Second service, take note of this for when, you, when your time comes. See, a lot of spiritual problems can be dealt with during praise and worship. See, the, notice what, what God dealt with first before he opened the prison door. He dealt with the foundation. See, sometimes your door is open and you seem to have been delivered from this problem, but there's another problem. Because the foundation of the problem has not been dealt with. You see that now? See, you, you're suffering poverty in your father's house, and they remove you, you stay with somebody, and you're staying with the person's house. Now the person, he, he loses his job, he loses his position, now in his own house. See, because the issue is not coming out of your father's house. The issue is dealing with the foundation of the problem. So many people, the foundation of the problem is still there, and anywhere they go, the suffering continues. Why? They've not dealt with the foundation. 
See, some of them even take you, to, you graduated from the university, not, but you cannot still show anything for your life because you've not dealt with the foundational problem. What deals with the foundational problem is praise and worship. The foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. This person promised to help you. Suddenly you get to the time and say, I cannot help you again. So friends will help you. Say, I cannot help you again. Why? There's a foundational problem. It is praise and worship. When we enter praise and worship in next service, some of you didn't do it well. I would advise you to wait for the praise and worship next service. So you can do it well. So God will speak to you concerning your destiny. But we don't, we don't we do just praising God and having favor with all the people. Acts, Acts 2, 47. Praising God, having favor. People don't take the praise and worship seriously. They only take the word seriously. And it's good. But you forget the praise and worship is what conditions your heart. So your heart is moist enough for the word of God to be planted to produce the greatest fruit you can produce. Give me Psalm 96, 96, 5 to 7. It says, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Next verse. 95, 6 to 7. It says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Verse 7. For he is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, when will you hear his voice? During the worship. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bayosu State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.com. .org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.